Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. Uh, welcome to episode 68 of Don't Shoot the Gingers. I am your co-host, Ted Balloon. Oh, frick. I forgot the shirt. I'm your head co-host, Ted Balloon. And I am your co-host, uh, John Giles, screenwriter extraordinaire. <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, I'm a screenwriter, obviously, Greg Larson. Um, I, uh, I do a lot of work on the side, you know, writing plays, writing musicals. Um, and I've done some work here recently. Uh, our don't shoot the don't shoot the gingers fans are obviously called baby Fauci's. That's right. And because the baby Fauci's exist, I thought that we should do a deep dive into who their who their namesake is. So who is Doctor Anthony Fauci? And I found out some pretty saucy things about his past. Woo! Yeah. Tell me all about it. Also, do uh, it in the do a little bit of the voice too. Well, well, well it's Doctor <laughs> Fauci, Doctor Doctor Anthony Tony Fauci. We go. I go by Anthony Tony because Tony was with my kids. My friends called me, but uh, my my professional name is Anthony. So Doctor Anthony Tony Fauci. Uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta take the vaccines every day. We gotta make sure we're all. We're all absolutely no, no, no sicknesses. All the vaccines. Um, I can't do that for very long. <laughs> it sounds straining, and it seems like it's worth it. It's it is worth it. Um, but so I did a deep dive into Dr. Anthony Fauci's life, and I learned a lot about his past. And I decided that who better to write a screenplay than the co-host of Don't Shoot the Gingers? So I am asking you today to help me write a screenplay. For the life of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Deal. I'm um, in. I, and I have three ad reads that I want to read for you. And I want you to choose which ad read we should go with for our screenplay. Okay. Okay. Number one. <clears throat> As a young boy, little Tony Fauci was an overlooked yet eager American scholar. As polio ripped through his small hometown... Brooklyn, New York. He discovered at an early age the mighty struggles of viral infectious diseases. Faced with losing everything he ever loved, his wealthy family, his upper middle class private school friends, etc., etc. Baby Fauci decided then and there to devote his life to the cure. So that's number one. Whoa. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Um, he, he was a part of Brooklyn. He learned about polio. Things were taken from him with polio. And he decided, fuck polio. No infectious disease will ever run rampant in America again. Is that his real origin story? I don't know. Oh, I was <laughs> I was in as equal amount of disbelief as I was like, oh, wow, that sounds real. Yeah. It, I mean, it could be. 1940s, polio is still ripped through until like 1955. So I feel like Brooklyn is maybe, probably, I, you know what? I'm going to say yes. This is a true orange, origin story. Because Fauci is like 80 years old, right? 1940 Brooklyn, New York. That part is fucking factual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think that... Oh, uh, Okay, let's guess when the polio vaccine first was developed or made public. I'm going to say it was 1936. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Me neither, but you have to guess. Are you, well, 1955 is when it became eradicated. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Eradicated entirely in 1955. So... When Fauci was born in 1940, he at 15 years old, he alone eradicated polio. Wait, let's look. 
Okay. Developed. We really need gonna, a producer. I'm gonna yeah, this is why we need a guy probably named Paul. I feel like our producer would be best fit if his name was Paul. We He's gotta be Paul named after to, some apostle. We have to ask Paul or John or Matthew to um, to edit things in post. Hey Paul, can you fit this in right now? Like laser noises right now. Uh, I think we're going with your 1955. I think that's perfect. I think 1955. All right. Well, let me read the second one. The second ad read. So right now okay. we know that Fauci has um, devoted his life to the cure. Yeah. So second ad read. <clears throat> As a young boy, little Tony Fauci was an overlooked yet eager American musician. As okay. jazz ripped through his small hometown, Brooklyn, New York, he discovered in the early age the mighty struggles of nonsensical rhythms that require losing your mental state to best understand. Faced with losing everything he ever loved, the traditional Charlie Chaplin like silent movie music, his common sense, etc., etc., baby Fauci decided then and there to, de- to devote his life to the creation of the 1980s British post-punk gothic rock band The Cure. So now, he, that one I know is real. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Dr. Fauci was the driving influence in the British post-punk gothic rock band, The Cure. Can I point something out uh, yeah. in your script so far? You have a singular impeccable use of et cetera in your script writing. Et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I don't think... Uh, you know, I don't think enough screenwriters utilize that tool enough because it is kind of like a I'm backed into a corner. Let me just kind of et cetera. <laughs> Listen, this list is supposed to have four things in it. I've got two, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera. <laughs> That's about where I took it is uh, I needed three to four things. So I came up with two followed by et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I'm okay. Got it. I'm ready for right, the we're third. We're two one. ad reads in. So far, we understand that Dr. Fauci, baby Fauci at the time, uh, <laughs> learned his 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 life was going to be revolved around uh, the medicinal uh, solving of of all cures, cures okay. of medicine, and then he also wanted the British post punk gothic rock band, The Cure. So wait, before we go into the third one, am I like guessing something or is this all of the same story or is these three different stories and I have to guess uh, which three, one is real? Three different stories, but they're all part of his life uh-huh. and I want to decide which uh, which avenue we should take this musical. It's going to be it. a musical. Story. It's a musical. Okay, shit. I thought it was a movie. So which avenue we need to take this? Um, okay, so far, music based one seems like the best choice. This third one so far. Um. As a young boy, little Tony Fauci was an overlooked yet eager American sci-fi monster hunter. As Godzilla ripped through his small hometown in Brooklyn, New York, he discovered at an early age the mighty struggles of kaiju, the legendary monsters. Faced with losing everything he ever loved, the general footprint of New York City, his new friends Mothra and Rodion, etc., etc., (laughs) baby Fauci decided then and there to devote his life to the eradication of kaiju, except his new friends Mothra and Rodan. So, so oh. baby Fauci is, a, was also a monster hunter. He, he fought, um, Godzilla. He fought, you know, the likes of, the likes of, uh, Reptar. He did, he did really any, any of the, uh, the legendary kaiju, except Mothra and Rodan, who were his best friends. Reptar from the hit Nickelodeon series, Rugrats, correct? Rugrats. I got a that classic, reference. A classic kaiju, a classic kaiju. Uh, First of all, that third script, very sequoidous. 
And <laughs> secondly, uh, am I choosing which avenue we're going? Because is it a team effort? And also, who gets the tiebreaker vote? Uh, the tiebreaker break. The tiebreaker vote goes to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Got it. So we have to make sure we don't have a tie because I don't have his phone number. Oh shit! This is again so, why we need a producer. Yeah, if this was if there was a tie, then we would be at a real stalemate. So we just have to decide here, right now, right now, right where we go. Um, to me, the obvious choice is the uh, number three, the Japanese okay. movie monsters choice. Okay. Okay. Even though that it's a it turned, I get it, that's a musical now. Number yeah. two has was all about jazz. Yeah. Even so, I feel like monsters doing music is better than humans doing jazz. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent true. Humans doing jazz is always garbage bullshit. Monsters doing musicals could be beautiful. It'd be a real a real beauty. Uh, well, I'm really glad you chose number three because it just so happens that I have the theme song already written for number three. Uh, <laughs> I, I have the Can theme song and, and there's no music yet. There's no background music yet. So you're just going to have to use your imaginaries. You're going to have to let your, your brain cells turn on, turn on those trebles and those bases and uh, just follow after me here. <clears throat> Baby Fauci fighting legendary kaiju. Fauci versus kaiju. Coming to save the city with his kung fu. Fauci's a ninja. Just when we think all is lost, here comes the doctor. But right now, he's a baby. Beating up the <laughs> likes of Megalon and Reptar. He beats up Reptar. Fauci and his team save the day. Verse 2. Baby Fauci's here. Don't forget he's a ninja. Tiny. Bruce Lee. It's important to the plot to remember he's a ninja. Plot holes, otherwise. Teaming up with Rode and Mothra and Gazora. That's right, also Gazora. Ninjas and the good be battling the bad guys like big old Godzilla. Fauci and his team save the day. Holy shit, and dude. I think I think it's honestly written at this point. I mean, straight up, like... All jokes aside, you've created some pretty high quality music on this podcast in our infancy. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> you should be, man. Like you had, you had a rhythm in, to it, and there's a storyline. Like Baby Fauci's a ninja, and don't you forget it because it's going to come back late and it's later. Very episodes. important to the storyline. The plot will fall apart if you don't remember he's a ninja. That's man. I am. I am. Oddly impressed by that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Good. That is incredible. That's why we're the number 2241 top uh, stand-up comedy podcast in the country, which is a right. real fact. We are the number 241. And actually, Greg, I was actually thinking I was going to make a mug for you. I was <laughs> going to send you a mug. You know how it says, like, number one dad, world's best boss? Of course. This is going to be America's number 241 best stand-up podcast. Wow. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, okay. Let's say hypothetically I told my dad, like, hey, we're number 241. It doesn't sound that great when you're just talking to somebody. It does not. But you, it's like we got to realize how many – everybody's a comedian nowadays. Sure. And then so oh, many of those they comedians – let me have a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, and so many of those comedians have a podcast. I really do wonder 
how many there are because it has to be it, it it's definitely in four digits it's got to be but like how many four digits and so I, I agree it's got to be in four digits but also including in that four digits how many of them are dead podcasts people who created something and then let it kind of cease so, that makes us better than them because we're still going so we still beat oh, absolutely them. But they still count in the top thousand, even though they oh, don't still exist. They used to exist, but they're still in the numbers. So I, I wonder how still... many active stand-ups there are. And then we're probably actually behind some dead podcasts anyway. <laughs> you know yeah, if I mean? Joe Rogan just stops making podcasts, how long until we surpass him? <laughs> at least a month. At least a month. Well, probably at least like four or five days. We have a pretty pretty rapid rise, so... Yeah, it'd be like driving down the highway and half of the cars are driven by dead people. <laughs> we could take them over pretty fast. We could take them over pretty quickly. I mean, they might cause some wrecks along the way, but we'll, <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll maneuver it. <laughs> wow. Uh, actually, Greg, I, I was gonna. I was hoping you could help me with one more thing of with uh, Fauci versus the, the, the kaiju. Um, yeah. I am going to play a little Mad Libs game here. And I'm curious if you can help me out here with this Mad Libs game. You're familiar with Mad Libs. I don't have to tell you how Mad Libs work. Yes. Uh, I need you to tell me an adjective. Um, sleepy. Sleepy. Oh, that's a great adjective. Uh, I need you to tell me a job. Uh, it's going to be – it's electrician. Oh, electrician. What is another job? I'm not I'm not trying to say your first job wasn't good, but I need two jobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got it. My, there was a split second there where my feelings were hurt. I was like, is he, does he not think that electrician is a good job? Electrician, not a good job. Shocking. Um, shocking that that's not a good job. Do you get it? Okay. Shocking. That's how jokes work, by the way. You say get uh, it. Yeah. Uh, the second one is going to be a barber. A barber. An electrician and a barber. Uh, let's see. I need one more adjective. Dear diary, John didn't like my first job. <laughs> I uh, also this, spelled barber bearber. Bearber. Uh, an adjective is uh, is uh, Woody an adjective? Wood, yeah, sure, Woody. That's okay. perfect. Um, I need now a borderline racist made up name. Ooh. Old Yeller. Old Yeller. I don't know if that's racist enough for this, but it kind of okay. <laughs> sounds like it kind of sounds like yellow, and yellow is like a Japanese thing, I think. Oh sure, yeah. Not, uh, I think. I definitely know. I um, man, another adjective. So many adjectives in this Mad Lib. Yeah. Um. Juicy. Juicy. Uh oh, actually. Um, this adjective was not just a regular adjective, but an adjective describing the person you least liked in middle school. That oh. was this adjective. So Hold do you on. want to stick with juicy or do you want to go with something else? No, Trav uh, this guy was not ju ju juicy at all. This guy oh, was like, Travis. are you talking about Travis? Travis. Yeah. I forgot his oh, last name. Henry or something. Pastrana? He's, he's, uh, what's an adjective for really big? Big eyebrows. He he looked like a caveman. Was there an? I'm gonna go with that? big eyebrowed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Big eyebrowed. All right. Um. Da, 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 noun. Um. It's drywall. Drywall. 
Okay, I'm gonna go with. Oh, now I need an adverb. Adverb is um, the one that ends with ly. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say softly. Softly. Now I need a phrase that describes the end of the world. Like more exciting than you think. More exciting than you think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you think, okay, now I need a way to end the story abruptly. Fuck. Okay. All right. So this is our rough, uh, plot to our screenplay. Okay. In 1940s Brooklyn, the world was sleepy. The future America's position was struggling through a life as an electrician and a barber, but little baby Tony knew. <laughs> there was more to this woody world. <laughs> he knew someday he would become something huge and fight the legendary kaiju, including Godzilla, Reptar, and Old Yeller. Fauci teamed up with his big eyebrowed man, that was Mothra, <laughs> And then he turned to the greatest drywall killer of all, Rodan. Combining their soft forces. So, wait, softly. Okay. I think I used adverbs wrong here. Combining their softly for forces. They used one by one, or they one by one took down all of the Japanese legendary monster until it was more exciting than you think. Now he easily defeats COVID and no one gives a shit. Fuck. Wow. That's how it's done, folks. What if we film that? You know what I mean? Like, who would play Dr. Fauci? Ooh, Dr. Fauci in our friend group or just in life? In just all in of the, life. In all like, of the, we can even choose John, Obama. I I actually think the best choice for Dr. Fauci is John Malkovich. Wow. John Malkovich is a pretty tall dude, isn't he? Yeah, but he can put on to doctor. He can be a Dr. Fauci, Dr. John Malkovich. <laughs> He's a baby Fauci. Actually, little known fact, John Fa uh, John Malkovich is a baby Fauci. He listens to the podcast. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. He's um, one of our kind of like high mid-level celebrity listeners. He's not as famous as Matt, the singer from three episodes ago. What's up, Matt? But, Shout he, is, but he is more famous than Aaron Turk Kynard. Uh, definitely. And uh, Sean is somewhere between them. Sean, yeah, Sean is probably on the same fame level as, I don't know, Steve Carell, which is less famous than John Malkovich. Amen, brother. When I think of John Malkovich, I know he's had all these famous roles, but I just think about him being uh, George in Of Mice and Men. Like, or uh, Lenny. He, Lenny's the big dumb guy, and then George is the little scrappy guy. Okay, here's where it is. We flip it. <laughs> okay. Stay with me here because this is a, this is going to be tough for me. Anthony Fauci in the musical. What's our musical called? Uh, or okay, well, it can either be Fauci vs. Kaiju, like, or okay. it could be it could be um, Ninja Fauci. Like the first one. Um, let's see. I think you know. I, I do. You're right. I do think Fauci vs. Ninja or Fauci vs. Kaiju should be. It's it leaves enough to the imagination. Like, what is this about? This could be about anything. Yes. I don't know if this is about about anything. Fauci versus Kaiju. Okay, so in this in the musical of Fauci versus Kaiju, John Malkovich is playing Fauci. Okay, 
And then the irony is that in Of Mice and Men, we have Fauci playing George, the scrappy little smart guy. And then I guess it'd be Mothra or Godzilla would be playing Lenny, who used to be played by none other than John Malkovich. Oof, man, full circle. Full circle. Are we going to have the same actor play Mothra and Rodan and hope no one notices? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> You're just both Rodan, a legendary lizard monster, and Mothra, a legendary moth monster? Yeah. Can you pull off both? Do you have the, the, the range for that? I do. Here's, okay, you be John Fauci, you be John Malkovich as Tony Fauci in okay. the movie, and I will be, I will be, John Malkovich as Lenny in Of Mice of Men playing Mothra in the movie, okay? Okay, so my role is not Dr. Fauci. My role is John Malkovich as baby Tony Fauci. Yes, yes. And I am am John Malkovich as George playing Mothra. What a meta role, man. What a meta role. I'll get his... Yep. No, I'm just trying to think about the voice. It's got to be Dr. Fauci, but then I've got to bring in... I gotta bring in some John. Some I gotta bring in this accent a little bit and pull it in a little bit right here. When are we gonna when are we gonna see the the when are we gonna see the city skyline uh George? I come in with a little soft voice, a little I'm trying to do I'm trying to do a mix of John Malkovich and and Dr. Fauci, and it's just making me sound like an old eighteen hundreds like savannah man with dementia. <laughs> I just live in Savannah, Georgia, and I have dementia. <laughs> How come old dudes always turn squeaky like that? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Because they do, I don't, don't know they? of any old people who get more gravitas as they like – after they eclipse 75 years old, 70 years old, whatever the number is, they don't gain more gravitas. They just kind of fail. They just kind of become frail and squeaky. But why – yeah, that's true. I've only known one person, and the guy was a fucking judge, Judge Bob Danforth. He's my oldest friend. He's 50 years my senior, so that puts him at 82 now. Six, 16 years old. <laughs> that's right. He used to be a judge, and so he's got this deep voice, and as he's gotten older, it just kind of it's just settled in his diaphragm. It's just staying there. I can't imagine him being a squeaky old guy, but like they get squeaky. It's like something yeah. the hands of death are just... Stra- strangling them. Uh, did you ever watch My Cousin Vinny? Uh, is that the law? Lo- is that the courtroom one with fucking the- with Marissa Tomei? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, though. The the judge in My Cousin Vinny is exactly what you're talking about. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down now. Whoa, what are you talking about? Yeah, yes. that that's the judge there, and he he is every bit of like he's he is the the level of cheek falling off of his face as Mitch McConnell. And oh, the yeah. the age uh, that that equals that, but it has got different. All right, let's feed. It, two questions: Is he dead? The actor. Oh God, he has what, to be dead. Okay, and then what year did he die? That's my question uh, to you. Uh, let's see. My, are you? Is this a trivia question? Sorry, my dog is is barking a lot right now. Captain STFU. Captain. Come here. Calm the hell down. All right. I'm, All right. I'm looking it up. And I got the actor. His name is Fred Gwynn. Okay. So My Cousin Vinny aired or released on March 13th, 
1992. When do you think the actor who played the judge in that movie died? Um, I would assume, I mean, he was, I think he's got to be in the 70s at the time. So I'm probably thinking, he would, wait, he was the guy from the Munsters, right? He was the dad from the Munsters. He was Herman Munster. Oh, let me look. Because that, I think that yes. came out. That's right. You're right. Okay. He's got. I'm assuming he's. He died within ten years of filming My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, I got. I need a date. I need a final answer. When did My Cousin Vinny come out? It was in 1992, March. All right, I'm gonna say 1995, uh, September. You're very close. He died July 1993. He was only 66. And he was another. Only, he was 65 when he did My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. He Another seems crazy so, fact. He seems so old. He, uh, my cousin Vinny was his last role. Oh, I'm sure. Well, he was Judd Crandall in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. He was, um, he was the, oh, you'd be wise not to go down there, young boy. You'd be wise not to, what's dead is dead. That man. Man, you really know your Fred Gwynn facts. Do you not remember Pet Cemetery? I don't know that I saw that one. I oh haven't seen God. We, any of this. Cancel the podcast. Turn off this podcast. We're done. We're done with our screenwriting. We're done with everything until you watch Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is about a boy who loses his dog and wants his dog back. So he, he takes it to the cemetery that supposedly revitalizes dead animals. And the neighbor across the way understands how the cemetery works. So the neighbor, Judd Crandall, oh, what's dead is dead, boy. Don't bring it back. I, is it scary? It's uh, it's not not scary, but like like a mix of trippy and a mix of like creep creepish. I'm gonna not. It's not quite creepy because like yeah. you you understand what's happening. It's one of those movies, nineteen whatever eighty seventies that like it can't be scary because it's like you understand the plot and like you can guess what's gonna happen next. Yeah. But it's one of those just like, ugh, this movie shouldn't have been made. Oh, yeah. I get it, man. I want people to feel the same way about our Dr. Fauci Mothra movie. Mm. This should have Baby never been Fauci made. fighting legendary kaiju. Fauci versus kaiju. <laughs> Can I ask you a tax, tax question? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it about Fauci? Is it about kaiju? Or is it about neither? It's about or neither. Both. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, here's a question. As, as I will only allow this because Don't Shoot the Gingers has become the world's top taxed, tax podcast that exists. H&R Block is reaching out to us. H&R Block is trying to get on our side. TurboTax can go fuck themselves. You know what's fucked up? I think H&R Black, H&R Black, whoop, that's a Freudian slip. H&R Black coming to your block. They, uh, they have their own podcast. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Let me see what, what it's called. Is it H- any better than ours when it comes to tax advice? Here's the fucked up thing. It's called H&R Block Tax Talk. Oh H&R my. Block Tax Talk. Can we start flooding their inbox with our tax questions and have them answer something as hard as what we have to answer? We answer the tough ones, man. I bet they just they just serve up fastballs over there. 
They're just Dude, oh, whatever. Tax help do for I, bloggers. Do I pay my taxes? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> the dead should stay dead, Judd Crandall. Okay, here's the here's my question. Is there a tax category on Apple Podcasts? Or that's investing. You think we could beat them? Here's what, I want to beat them at their own game. And as far as tax, be the number one tax podcast in America. <laughs> I think come April, come tax time, I think we transition this entire podcast from stand-up comedy to taxes and have multiple episodes back to back to back, all about taxes. <laughs> your fucking camera is still wobbling. It's like it's on it's your kneecaps. It's because I'm on my bed and I just. Oh. I can just do this. I can just for those who are listening in their car, I am bouncing. I am Wait, bouncing. John, are you in your new house? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I'm actually in my old house currently. Uh, I just am recording upstairs instead of in the basement uh, because I'm being a courteous whose band and letting my wife use the basement. There's a big TV in the basement, so. Gotcha. You guys do not have any decorations on that wall. Like oh, this is a guest bedroom, and we don't give a fuck about our guests. <laughs> nice, dude. I hope to be one of those people one day. Yeah, one day we won't give a fuck about you. Well, I want you guys to not give a fuck about me in person. Okay. Mm, we can do that. Uh, do you have any what, – what, what tax questions do you have for me? Yeah, this is what this one is pretty important. Uh, it's by Trevor J. Herring. Ooh, Trevor, Trevor, and, Trevor. I'm getting into Trevor's mantra right now, so bear with me for a moment. Sure. Trevor. Trevor seems like he drinks a lot of chai tea, which is just Chinese for tea tea. Can we talk about the fact that chai tea is just tea tea? Trevor drinks a lot of chai tea. He thinks it makes him sophisticated, but really it's just not as good as regular coffee. Just drink coffee, Trevor. Just drink Uh, coffee. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Okay, I'm in Trevor's mantra. Gotcha. So Trevor's question is titled, how do I know which combat zone I was in? The question goes, I was stationed in this Jordan. Is this a tax question or is this a military question? Should, be, this be, should this be questioned to his lieutenant general? <laughs> I mean, maybe it should be to his therapist or something. Here, here's the question. How do I know which combat zone I was in? I was stationed, by the way, not being in a war. I hope that people that fight on our side, like know what country and combat zone yeah. they're in. But I was stationed in Jordan on the February to May timeframe of 2018. And I'm not sure what combat zone that falls under. Can that information be found on my W2? <laughs> so wow. he, he really, he really no, snuck in the off. tax aspect of it at the very end. <laughs> The answer to that question is no, that answer cannot be found on your W-2. You have to figure out where you were fighting actively. Like, I don't understand. I guess I guess I don't understand combat zones. Does it supersede country lines? Is a combat zone the Middle East? Or is the combat zone Section 2AB4 of Jordan? Because if that's the case, I imagine Section 2AB4 of Jordan is the same as Section 2AB3 of Jordan. Because... Jordan would probably be the same as everything else. Um, I don't understand why he doesn't know that he was in Jordan. That seems like he already knows that part. Anything more than living in or working in Jordan seems like the most information you should know for this purpose. Okay. There is an answer. Okay. 
It's from a new member named Anne, so we need to take this with a grain of salt. But there's bullet points, which seems pretty official. Oh shit, she's perfect. Yeah, yeah, she's she's official. Anne says, "Combat pay is shown on your W two in box twelve, code Q. If you were serving in Jordan, you will choose Afghanistan slash enduring freedom." Oh, so it's it does not give a shit about countries. Like, I guess country it's based lines on which war it is. Wow. Wow. How how selfish of America are we that we don't even give a shit about where we put them? We're just like, all right, uh, you're fighting in Jordan. We're going to call that Afghanistan. It's the same thing. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> because we're just trying to – we're getting, trying to get to the Afghanistan people. And being in Jordan is just kind of like a secondary circumstance of that. This is the same people who are like, wait, Japan? That's China, right? Dude, Japan and China are the same. My my brother, uh, whose ex-wife was Japanese, I remember he'd get that all the time. The best one I ever heard him say was, um, oh, your wife's Japanese? I love Chinese food, is what some guy said. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> First off, even if she was Chinese, I love Chinese food is the most <laughs> off-putting sentence. Like, I have a Chinese friend. Oh, I love Chinese food. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. I have an American friend. Oh, wow. I love diabetes. <laughs> I, I love Wilford Brimley and those diabetes commercials. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You, uh, you did pretty good on the first one. Here's the last text question. This one is from McAlpine1111. Ooh, this guy. This guy's from Colorado. He likes to ski, but he's not creative with numbers. He just hits ones until they say, this username is taken. This username is taken. That username is available. Okay. McAlpine says, uh, it's, they have a, a place to ask a question and then have a place to like. Hey, everyone. Um, it was at this point that the official audio issues of Don't Shoot the Gingers told us to go fuck ourselves. Somewhere in the vast internet is the lost 23 minutes of Greg's audio. I blame our wonderful audio recording software, Zencaster. I blame the internet at Greg's apartment in Austin, Texas. I blame Senator Ted Cruz for being mayonnaise. But I do not blame either Ginger, as we are perfect. Check us out on Twitter at Ginger Don't Shoot, at Puma Revived, at the Greg Larson, and of course, at Clubby Baseball. And don't forget to pre-order your copy of Clubby now on Amazon or over at clubbybook.com. That's C-L-U-B-B-I-E-B-O-O-K.com. Somewhere in the internet is 23 beautiful secrets. 23 minutes of beautiful, beautiful secrets. Those would have been from, as always, Ted Balloon. And I am unfulfilled. And you're listening to Don't Shoot the Gingers. <laughs>